0: Rank Draft Trade.
1: Welcome back to the Rank Draft Trade Podcast. I'm your hostess, Gina Noble. You can find me on Twitter at NobleGFF. This is the last podcast before the first Sunday of football. As we transition to our seasonal episodes, let me quickly introduce my fellow podmates, Mike at Papa Bear Claw on Twitter. Say hi to your friends. Hello. <laughs> We've creepily transitioned over from fans to friends, by the way. Henry, at ClairvoyanceFF on Twitter, say hello to your friends. Hello. I liked the high-pitched tie high better. Yeah, me too. And Nick, at Iowa in the NFL on Twitter, of course, say hello to your friends. What's up, Mike and Henry? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that as
0: well, and then I was thinking, what about Gina? Am I your friend?
1: (laughs)
2: And Gina.
1: (laughs) Thank you, as always, to our friends for listening. If you're our friends, fans, whatever. Today we are looking at rostered percentages on Sleeper for Dynasty Leagues and identifying some over-rostered and under-rostered players. This should give insights on buying and selling, as well as adding and dropping before and after week one. Nick, what do we need to know before we get started?
2: What I did here was put together players that were rostered on sleeper for Dynasty Leagues between 30% and 79.9%. Put them together here, and that's what we'll be looking at. If it's a league that rosters 300 players, that's what I assume, unless I identify otherwise. 295 players are rostered in 40% or more leagues, according to what the app says. So while the math isn't perfect, you can expect that you know around 40% rostered or lower players are what you're looking at on free agency or at the end of your bench. So you can use that as a way to make this information actionable for yourself.
1: All right. Should we get started with quarterbacks? We shall. <laughs> let's do it. Percentages include one quarterback. Mike, let's start with you. Give us an example of an over-rostered, overvalued quarterback.
3: I'll go with overvalued, not necessarily over-rostered, but Jacoby Brissett. He's never been good. He's not somebody who's going to be putting up a ton of points for you, and he's only going to be starting for 11 weeks. It's not like it's he, he has a job where if he, if he plays well enough, he's got the chance to win it. He's got the Sean Watson coming back after the bye. That's it. That's it for him. I mean, great if you only need a quarterback to fill in for the first half of the season, but anything past that, he's not going to be doing anything for you.
1: Awesome. Yep, so Brissett is just, maybe if you have Watson, you might want him just for those first 11 weeks?
2: If you even want him for that. It's the worst case scenario that is a solution. And even then, Brissett may not be better than your flex player. You can play in your super flex. He's going to be right on that fringe of are you even going to play him, even though he's a quarterback? Brissett should be rostered in every single super flex league if it's a 12-team league, and if it's deep enough, any smaller, and definitely any that are bigger and super flex. Brissette is something I would like to sell and have sold all off-season after taking him in some of the combined rookie vet drafts. Yeah, I also like
0: pairing him oddly with, like, Pickett, Because he almost feels like a bigger security blanket than even the incumbent starters of Trubisky or uh, Mariota in some cases, depending on how you feel about that. But uh, like Geno Smith, like I'd probably bet on Brissett starting more games than Geno Smith this year, just because I know Brissett's locked in for 11, whereas Geno could lose it like week three if it's just a dumpster fire.
1: All right, let's uh, move to Henry. Who is your player that you feel is over-rostered or overvalued? at quarterback?
0: I'll take Sam Howell here. I like his potential upside, but he was a fifth-round pick who just kept falling and falling and falling, getting passed by every team that could possibly even use a quarterback, including Seattle, like eight times. So clearly no one wanted him, and now everyone wants him rostered in over 60% of leagues, rostered more than Jordan Love, former first-round pick. And I get it, maybe Howell fits onto your taxis, because they're, you know, rookies only for some reason in your league or something. But he's not someone I would be stashing with that draft capital.
1: So howling at the moon. <laughs> Um, and of course, Nick, our Mister Iowa in the NFL, who is your over rostered or overvalued quarterback?
2: All of these quarterbacks are not necessarily over rostered, and the percentage that we're seeing here does not really reflect what it is in like a super flex league. And with that being the assumption, you already know most of these guys. Anybody who's you know 50% rostered or more is rostered in every super flex league. So as far as overvalued. I'm between like Mariota and Trubisky. Uh, Trubisky just announced the week one starter pick the number two. Trubisky also a team captain. I've used this opportunity to try to sell Trubisky because if someone believes that he might start all year, that's the person I, who would be interested in taking him. And it's an empty calorie player, something that isn't going to give you something in the long run. It's only a temporary solution. It's like a fancy brisette. But Trubisky gets to have a pretty sweet team around him, a whole bunch of good wide receivers. So could actually be playable while a starter. I get that, but that's my note I'm going to use to sell Trubisky and Mariota anywhere I have him. Mariota is ahead of Ritter on the depth chart obviously. He could lose it and Wentz, I think, has at least a small chance of playing himself out of a job if he did poorly. Sam Howell has looked good in various little training camp things and when he's got opportunities in preseason hasn't looked absolutely horrible. Someone who we had all in our obvious top five quarterbacks going into the draft. Yes, he did fall, but he could, without injury, somehow find a way to be playing at the end of the year. So for me, like Howell is someone who I actually think is either appropriately valued or should be valued at least somewhat as someone you could stash.
1: That was Howell. Mm -hmm.
2: And then Brissett is like the emptiest of all calories. (laughs) If your flex players are scoring more than him, he might not even be worth playing. He's got Amari Cooper and David Bell and some rookies from last year who didn't do anything. So it's going to be interesting. To see how well he can do in Watson's absence, especially if he throws a couple touchdowns week one, barely cracks twenty points. Sell, get rid of it as soon as he has a good game. I'm selling. All right, we'll see how well Sam can play.
1: <laughs> 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 We get the pun in there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's move into undervalued players. Mike, let's go back to you. Who is a buy or an undervalued player right now that you want to talk about?
3: Undervalued. I'll go with Geno Smith. He's not rostered enough. Out of all of the quarterbacks that we just talked about, I really think he's got like the best shot to start the longest. Drew Locke was really, really bad in preseason. Yeah, I know they traded for him, but Geno with a decent running game there and, and the receivers he have there, he might be able to do just well enough to win some games there and not lose his job this year. Also, one of the cheapest quarterback options you can get in a super flex league. You could probably get him for a third, maybe a little more, maybe even a little less from the right person.
1: Yeah, and I find if you are playing the fading quarterback game, he's a great pickup really, really late. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked him up in my best ball league really late. And I think he was the last serviceable quarterback on the board, but I got a lot of value above him and still have a quarterback who could be pretty valuable, especially in a best ball league. I like him a lot more
3: than Brissett. Brissett's starting to Amari Cooper, David Njoku, uh, their other backup tight end, and then a, a plethora of okay wide receiver dart throws. Uh, he's got DK, he's got Lockett, he's got Fant. Hopefully that run game get, gets going with Walker if Petty isn't hurt. So I, he actually has a solid like starting team around him. So he could actually put up some points, you know, not. Guy, I'd be looking at going to go into the CSS, my QB2 or anything, but it's all death piece.
0: All right,
1: awesome. Henry, quarterbacks that are perhaps undervalued, who's your guy?
0: What are we doing here in terms of like roster percent or
2: who qualifies? The list here I have is 30 to 70 percent. Okay, the ones over 70 are rostered in 100 leagues, and you're in no consideration of cutting them, like Daniel Jones. Okay, in that case, um. I think I'll just go
0: chalk and probably say Jordan Love. I know he's going into, what is it now, year three of his info careers. Maybe he's becoming taxi ineligible in some leagues. Still got one more year left if your league does two years, which you should if you do reverse max points forced for any considerations. Max points four. Jordan Love again, first round pick by the Packers was a surprise. Obviously, he's sitting behind Rodgers for this year and probably next still, and then he won't be on your taxi. You'd have to imagine he's still the heir apparent. There and the good in preseason, is a, a first round pick. I think he's gonna be someone in super flux that you're gonna be happy you stashed for a while. I agree with that. So Jordan Love
1: Jordan Jordan Love is still taxi eligible for how long?
2: This year. If your league roster is okay. to experience completed years. Right. Okay,
1: good to know. Nick, let's finish up with you with undervalued quarterbacks.
2: I like the love idea because Matt Corral's rostered in sixty-some percent of leagues where Love is 10% lower. I think I'd probably value Love higher than Corral at this point. If you have a very limited number of IR spots, if you have like 10 IR spots, Corral is great because this is something where you can throw it down on your IR and forget about it for 12 months. And then it might have a chance to be worth something next year. Jordan Love, if Rogers like retired or suffered any kind of injury this year, could be worth something next year. So I definitely like both of those there. Do
1: you like it or do you love it?
2: I really love it. I love it. As much as getting Geno Smith after like 35 quarterbacks have been picked in a draft, and you can get a starting quarterback well after several of the backups like Malik and Ritter and all them have been taken, you can still get someone who you can actually plug in and has a chance to be a QB2 on a weekly basis. He was able to do it when he had spot starts last year. I really like Geno Smith as far as an undervalued one. One I would definitely like to buy, especially because it's affordable. You can get him for a third, and this can be a quarterback you can start if you messed up on quarterback where you had, you know, Roethlisberger last year or something. He dropped Brady in the offseason. But as far as undervalued, I'm gonna go all the way to the depths of Joe Flacco. He should be rostered in every (laughs) 12-team Super Flex league that has 300 players because not everybody has three QBs. And if your QB rolls an ankle week one, then week two you'd be rolling out Joe Flacco unless somebody else has picked him up. So even though he's only rostered in like 32% of leagues, especially a deep league, you want him. But every single 14 and 16 team league, I went and put massive bids in as soon as Zach Wilson got hurt because just having that quarterback even if you don't end up using him it can be like Brissette where you can flip him before you ever even have to play him or he could be the guy you play because you flip somebody else
3: it's like it was like weird like when uh, Zach Wilson got injured and they kind of came up with a timeline like everybody kind of just assumed it was like the earliest of the timeline and it's like oh Joe Flacco at most will be playing one week it's possible he's there for like he's playing for two or three weeks there
2: you got him for a month
3: it's like the opposite of what happened with Wensett last year where he was out indefinitely and came back week one. Mm-hmm. Now we're just assuming week one for Zach Wilson or week two for Zach Wilson and he's available in a ton of leagues which is, it is crazy.
1: Alright, before we move on to running backs, do any of the three of you want to add anything else about quarterbacks, overvalue, undervalue, roster situations, anything?
0: Just on that Zach Wilson point, the Jets as of recording still have not named a week one starter. This say Zach Jack Wilson went through a workout, looked awesome on Tuesday. We're recording on Wednesday and supposed to name one today, and they haven't yet. So that means it's coming down to the wire.
1: Kind of makes me regret not picking him up because of the unknown injury status in a couple leagues.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's a good week one if you have someone yep. that you need. Yep, he's got some weapons you actually want to play with. If I were to add one more thing, if your taxis are flexible, like they don't have a set date, Huntley's a decent stash because yep. Lamar hasn't gotten his contract and. Things could happen worth rostering, especially if it's over 300 players rostered in a super flex. I'm definitely willing to stick him down there because he can slide down to your taxi. And then I'm also cutting loose with Bridgewater and Minshew Minshew. The hope was that he would get traded to somewhere that would need him or use him or loses a quarterback. Well, it hasn't happened and he's not taxi eligible for my flexible league. So most leagues I'm saying goodbye to Minshew.
1: Mm. All right. Well, as we say goodbye to Minshew, let's say hello to running backs. So same idea moving into the running back category. Mike, Mr. Papa Bear Claw, let's start with you. Uh, overvalued running back, somebody you might be looking to sell. Who's your guy?
3: I'll go with the uh, hot buy when he got signed by the Chiefs, Ronald Jones. That was probably the best moment to sell him. And now his, he's fallen further and further down the depth chart. You probably really can't get too much for him, but I'd still take a shot on him. There's just not really much upside for an average runner who can't pass block, can't catch passes, and can't hold on to the football. And I don't really it doesn't really matter what team you put him on.
1: So not a Rojo fan. Got no, it. No,
3: especially <laughs> when you're like the fourth <laughs> running back on the Chiefs. Uh, uh, no, I'm good.
1: Alright, Henry, let's move over to you. Who's your overvalued running back? Maybe you're looking to try to sell or just think he's overvalued.
0: Marlon Mack. Cut oh, him. Stop <laughs> it! He's not even on the Texans anymore. He got cut from their practice squad already. He's not even on NFL team. That's a good one. Can we
1: talk about how this affects Marlon Mack for a second?
0: Negatively. Yeah, his career is over. His career is done. <laughs> He's done.
1: But worried about some of these players' mental status with you're on, you're off, you're on, you're off. Like, come on. Can we just be done with Marlon Mack?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Be done with him. Uh, His post-Achilles career looks bad, and it is not a feather in the cap of Cam Akers' return. But Akers looked okay enough in the playoffs, but Mack, another Achilles running back that is not good post-injury.
3: He couldn't make the practice squad of the Houston Texans. He got beat out by Rex Rex Burkett. (laughs) Beat him out for a roster spot on the team. And it's not like he cost a lot of money or anything, so it wasn't like a salary thing. Yeah.
1: Chris Connolly. was was the other one who it was like made the team, Mm -hmm. got cut, got re-signed, and then cut again. And I was like, come on, this poor guy. It's like mental gymnastics.
2: Yeah, he took (laughs) Mac's place on the practice
1: squad. (laughs) Yeah, it uh, it was really sad for a couple of days there. I was like, man, that guy has been through a lot. I need to give him a hug or something. All right, so how does this affect Marlon Mack? Please cut him from your rosters and be done with it.
3: Remember when Sleeper had him projected for like 12 points week I one? I do. I tried selling <laughs> him like crazy. I know. I can, nobody wanted him. Yeah. Yeah, nobody, nobody wanted, wanted him. still yeah. don't want him. Yeah. And, yeah. and they shouldn't.
1: Bless Marlon Max, little heart. All right, move on to. Thank you for that, Henry. We needed that chuckle. No problem. Nick. Uh, overvalued running back on your roster. Maybe you're looking to sell. Maybe he's not even on your roster because you think he's (laughs) overvalued. (laughs) Who are you going with? Well, over
2: the last couple
1: weeks. Besides Kayshawn (laughs) Vaughn.
2: Also, another cut. (laughs) I have two different players that both start with a D apostrophe. And it's Deonta Foreman, because it's not even clear that he's the cuff for CMC. It could be Hubbard. It could be both of them. It could be neither of them. So he's rostered 71% of leagues. He's rostered over a lot of guys that I like a lot better, like Pierre Strong, for example. But also Dearness Johnson, they kept all these running backs. So they still have Jerome Ford and Hunt. And Chubb. He's probably someone, if one of those RBs go down, you're going to pick him up, but not someone I'm super excited to be rostering. If the league is well under 300 rostered, he's an easy cut. And then my leagues where my bench is stacked, he's been slipping off the end of the roster. So both the Ernest Johnson and Deont Foreman, a little over rostered, a, l- a little overvalued. Not necessarily sells, but more just cuts.
1: No wonder you were like, yeah, so the first one off your roster when you need to make cuts in- Ernest Johnson
2: <laughs> especially in redraft
1: yeah well I took your advice and cut him so there is that
2: I agree with Ronald Jones ice skating move Ronald Jones could never <laughs> And Marlon Mack. Yeah, I haven't actually cut him yet, but I've got to do a whole bunch of waivers after this podcast. So might be one last salute to Marlon Mack.
1: Would you keep Gaskin over Marlon Mack?
2: I will cut both.
1: <laughs> <gasps> oh my god, that just hurt my heart.
3: <laughs> but, if, but if it was a one-player league, like a one-player like rostered team, and, and the only players in the league were Marlon Mack and Miles Gaskin, I would say Gaskin. Yeah. Yeah! At least he's on an active roster. Yes, yeah. So.
1: So what you're saying is.
3: Yeah. No one else available, and you can't roster any any other player. If those were the
2: two options. I'm saying Gaskin is better than Marlon Mack. Yes. So that's it.
1: Yes! I knew you loved Gaskin.
2: It's <laughs> definitely what I said.
1: <laughs> you see what I did there? <laughs> he's also
3: better than P. Ryan, Lamichael, all of them. <laughs> maybe
1: i just enjoy when um nick says his name because that is not i call i like when i read it i see perini or something and when you said that i was like i don't know who he's talking about <laughs> It's like oh that guy
2: this isn't a imitation of a sub sandwich Panini?
1: What?
2: Is that what a panini (laughs) Panini? is? I don't know. I don't eat there. It's too rich for me. Yeah, Yeah, it is.
1: Yes, a panini is a fancy. What's a sub sandwich? A sub, a hoagie. You mean a hero? A hero. There you go. All right. Let's move on to undervalued running backs. Uh, Mike? Hmm. Again, back to you. Back to the top.
3: Back to the top. I'll go with Eno Benjamin as far as undervalued, under-rostered running backs. It seems like he's kind of taking that change of pace role. He's going to be the second running back to whatever James Conner is going to be doing this year if he doesn't get hurt. He seems to have surpassed uh, Darrell Williams on the death chart. So I think he'll be scoring some points every week. And I just don't think anybody is really even taking that seriously at all. Like he's completely worthless. He's on waiver wires in some
2: leagues still.
1: All right, Eno Benjamin. Everybody pick up on waivers here.
2: He's rostered in 66% of leagues. Both Darrell Williams and okay. Keontae Ingram are rostered in more leagues than Eno Benjamin. And Eno Benjamin is ahead of both of them. Yeah. Currently. Yep. Interesting.
1: Good to know. All right. Henry, the princess of the pod. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, he said I was looking like Elvis earlier and the neighbor
2: thinks that he is Elvis. Hmm. Ooh.
1: karaoke in the apartment next door
2: it's contagious yeah yes It's actually the whole floor.
3: He he moved into a karaoke (laughs) floor. He didn't read the lease.
1: Okay, well, Mr. uh, King Elvis, who's your undervalued running back? Uh,
0: I mean, at the top of the list, Hassan Haskins. You know, I mean, he's the likely cuff eventually in Tennessee. Like, right now, maybe it's Dontrell Hilliard. And then another one I'll just throw out there real quick is Zach Moss, because unlike Trey Sermon, he hasn't been cut and was, like, surprising that he wasn't cut, and it sounds... Like he's actually progressing in that offense and establishing a role. Super oddly, it's like the moment you think you can get rid of zag Moss, he's relevant, and then when you think he's relevant, it's like get rid of him. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, that's because single scary isn't good, he's
2: eligible for taxi.
3: I like what you said there with Sermon because it's crazy how much he's actually rostered and how many undrafted free agents are going to surpass him, and how often we're going to watch him get two or three yards of carry and still roster him (laughs) in over over 70% of leagues just holding on to hope. Sorry that you're overdrafted him.
1: Nick, did you want to say something there? Hassan
2: Haskins is only rostering 79.5%, so he just barely didn't meet the cutoff. Clear and obvious that if he actually were to become the starter with Derrick Henry getting hurt, which I know you couldn't imagine for a 28-year-old running back, he would actually have value, where if Hilliard was the guy and Henry went down, he's still not going to be that, very, that much excited for Hilliard. So Haskins has the upside of actually being worth something. Obviously, Younger isn't even 23 yet. So I like him as far as being undervalued because he even made the list.
0: It was Eureka High School class of 2018, like someone else on the podcast.
3: You're not that old.
1: Oh my God, the baby of the pod.
3: <laughs> I left you Pierre because I know you like him. Yes.
1: So Nick, while we're on you over there, why don't you go ahead and give us your undervalued running back?
2: If it's Damien Harris season, it's just for maybe one more season and there have been talks of trades. It could could happen at some point during the season. James White retiring. I know Stevenson might be the main dog. He might be able to take it over. Well, none of them are as fast as Pierre Strong, just with everything else kind of falling away behind him, he's the third most valuable back in that backfield, regardless of whatever a depth chart says. So if a trade happens, which has already been talked about, that would instantly boost him up. Or if an injury happened, that could boost him up. He's someone where if you're going to keep one of these running backs who are well after, the obvious and good cuffs he actually has like a scenario even if it takes a couple steps where I can imagine where boom a really explosive fast running back is the starting running back or the main running back in the backfield for at least a short amount of time so Pierre Strong someone who I think is undervalued at 68% rostered I would rather have him than Hassan Haskins personally
1: I'm feeling really good about my choice last night to drop Dearness Johnson and pick up Pierre strong I'm just gonna pat myself on the back for a minute and that was not through the advice of Nick I did that one on my own thank you very much
3: (laughs) It's, that's what's strong is like the Patriots always have like a pass catching back like a guy who mm-hmm. like that's what he does and he, and they're pretty much always like streamable or flexible whether it's James White or Brandon Bolden last year like that could be Pierre strong this year because it's I mean it's probably not going to be Damian Harris or, or the Rhino.
1: Well and it's worth mentioning so Ty Montgomery they had picked up but he has an ankle injury currently mm-hmm. and I think they picked him up for that spot but if he's not back then it might be Pierre Strong.
2: But he was, yeah, he
3: was also allegedly taking snaps, like, wide receiver, like, in a slot
2: and stuff, Mm -hmm, mm too. Like, Ty Montgomery, kind of that, just a hybrid player, but, yep, absolutely. Strong argument for having a Pierre Strong rostered.
1: I feel like it's a strong pick. (laughs) Yes. And...
2: But, um, Chang.
1: On that note, is there any other points you want to make under the running back section?
2: Yeah, drop Beatty. Yeah. Drop Beatty and pick up
0: Jalen Warren. I don't know if it was a clerical issue, because (laughs) apparently the Steelers have no regard for depth charts. Bless you twice. Bless you. Excuse me.
1: Bless you. Bless you.
0: The, I'm sure the sneezes will make
2: the podcast, but
1: <laughs>
2: bless me anyway. Yeah. Bless. B- bless them. Bless you. Bless them. I just take out the sneezes, and you'll just randomly be blessing me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, Jalen Warren, I mean, he's got great size. That's what we always look for in running backs. 5'8", 215. That's a prototypical build for a Hall of Famer.
1: Almost perfect.
0: Almost perfect. I'm down to like 190 now. I don't I don't know how I lost all my weight. But
1: but you're still five nine. you're still 5'9". You didn't shrink.
0: Yes, yeah, still. Nah, that's true. It didn't grow either. That's for
2: sure. Still 5'9". <laughs> he,
1: he actually measures himself every day to see if he did grow.
2: <laughs> nope. Still 5'9" anyways, Henry.
1: sorry. go ahead, Henry.
0: <laughs> Yeah, but assuming it's not like a stupid clerical error by the Steelers, which apparently Mason Rudolph being number two was, then he's the number two running back ahead of Benny Snell, and they played Najee so much, and he had the Liz Frank issue in preseason. So Jalen Warren could definitely get some playing time if that were to happen to Najee.
2: I saw that, and it's like just dismissed, but that made me really like Warren. I went and scooped him up in a ton of leagues. Like, okay, yeah, already we were going to be worried about Najee Harris' workload. And then you add this, oh, it's just a, a Liz Frank sprain yeah whatever it is it makes warren more attractive because it's definitely not benny snail yeah
1: (laughs) you love some benny snail
2: no (laughs) yeah (laughs) he was he was really good at kentucky they have another
0: big running back this year that's pretty good
1: benny snail or miles gaskin
3: that's tough
1: (laughs)
0: <laughs> Benny.
2: Give, give me Benny. Gaskin, because he's one injury away that's going to happen in one and a half quarters from being the RB2 for the Dolphins. Maybe. That's true. Take and Michelle.
1: I knew you loved Gaskin. You picked him twice. He
2: was
3: like, Gaskin or, or nothing or no roster spot? <laughs> <laughs>
2: neither. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the answer to all your questions is neither. <laughs>
1: Stop being mean to me. Amin-Ra or Gaskin. <laughs>
2: Are we still doing running backs? (laughs) Yes.
1: Real quick question in regards to Warren. Is this, uh, is he going to be serviceable, you think, for a redraft league at all? Or just kind of stashing for dynasty?
3: Only with injury. Redrafts usually aren't deep enough to roster backups like that. Yeah. Yeah. Not like, not like, like, you know, dart throw backups like him. Like, I mean, obviously like Madison and like Pollard are a different thing where they'll, they'll see play regularly. Like the Steelers don't really do that unless he's out. Not He's got to be out.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe real deep leagues where you're just pulling straws there at the end, but nothing. Okay.
3: Maybe like your deep best ball league. Well,
1: that's what I'm thinking. Maybe I need to stash him, but there's no adding, dropping waivers, nothing like that. So
3: that changes values to cuffs to overworked running backs, I would think. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, let's move on to wide receivers and we will go back to the top with, they like to call him big papa.
3: Ooh, this is a Over tough one.
1: rostered or overvalued wide receivers, Mike. Who do you got?
3: Oh yeah, that's easy. I'll go with Robbie Anderson. Mm-hmm. I know Claire loves Robbie Anderson. I, I I don't see it. I didn't like Robbie Anderson. I still don't like Robbie Anderson. He was disappointing last year, and I don't think he's going to be the opposite of disappointing this year.
1: He didn't have a quarterback last year. Yeah, now he's got
3: Baker. That's arguably.
1: Receiver. It's way better.
3: Terrace has looked good in camp and in the preseason. They got Chenault. There are a lot of things that make it so Robbie Anderson is even less relevant.
1: Henry, not alone. Cartman loves some Robbie Anderson. You guys have the, the Green Bay vibe, the Robbie Anderson vibe. Like clearly, you two think alike.
0: We're both like five nine ish, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, he's <laughs> he wants to think he's taller. He's a max of five ten. Don't tell him I told you that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he lied on his license. I'm like, you can lie on your license about your height?
0: <laughs> Mine says, like, 5'10", 160. I'm like, where did oh, they you get these numbers from? No, they just did it. They're like, what's your size of the I'm like, 5'9", They're like, all right, I get my license 5'10", 160. My eye color's wrong, too. I'm like, okay.
1: It also says he's 27. Hmm.
0: Yep, they never update, like, any of that stuff.
1: Yeah, but, Henry, you were never 5'10". It's not like you grew, yeah. and it's shorter yeah. than you it are. It the best
2: they could for a fake ID. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, and it says he's 27, but... <laughs> And it doesn't really look like him. It's just a yeah. guy with brown hair.
0: I'm McLovin.
1: <laughs> it's Elvis. <laughs> Which you could pass for today. Burn. All right, Robbie Anderson overvalued by Mike.
3: Not really overvalued, more over rostered for him. Yeah. Mm, 77% I do really has it. I don't really think he has any value like uh, I don't uh, w- what would you be able to get for Robbie Anderson? Claire, what would you pay for Robbie? Randall Cobb.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah, like a, a bench spot if I, my wide receivers are yeah, awful. Like you would know. pick them up off waivers. <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. Yeah. But that's the highest person in the world than Robbie.
1: I hope he proves you all wrong.
0: He was really good with Bridgewater and then had a bad season and they just traded for LaVisca so it's not looking great.
1: That's water under the bridge now.
0: <laughs> I'll give you that one. <laughs> it's an eight and a half. yeah
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'll take that. All right, Henry. He already took Robbie Anderson, so who are you going with?
0: I'll just continue my tirade of hatred on randomly hyped players on Twitter. Justin Ross, he was never worth drafting in your drafts. You were an idiot, and I know he's IR eligible. He's never going to play in the NFL, ever. Drop him, please. Or don't. Just get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to keep with and Mac. for perpetuity, but he, he's so worthless. I, I think I'd rather jump. Gordon. If your IR is infinite, he's like arguably okay to keep on there.
1: Infinite. <laughs> if your IR has a hundred spots, he could be the one hundredth. It's
0: like Thaddeus Moss. Like we we get it. Thaddeus Moss was eligible for your IR. Nice hold.
1: Nice hold. Nick. Last but not least, overvalued or overrostered wide receiver. Who you got?
2: Robbie Anderson. I like the overvalued there because I like the other two wide receivers that are options behind DJ Moore that we'll get to here. And then Justin Ross, I love him with 10-man IRs. I mm. would have a hard time thinking that I'm going to finish the season with Ross on my IR, my IR if it's a short IR. There's going to be some point that he gets pushed out and he gets cut. So, I mean, you can stash him for now until it fills up, but he's going to be one of the first guys I cut after that if you had a shallow IR. But if it's a long IR, why not? Why not? Juju's was a one year deal, correct? Yep, IR costs you nothing to put him there, other than someone else who's on IR. So uh, I wouldn't mind stashing him at least in that case. But rostering sixty nine percent of leagues seems a little excessive. Yeah, I think it's because either <laughs> most people either slid him down to IR because they drafted him. Mm. It's not because they're like going out of their way to draft him at this point. Yeah, still right. Mm-hmm. Who
1: who was this again? Nick. That was just Justin just Ross.
2: responding there to oh Justin Ross. Okay, to Justin okay. Ross. There, I'm a pick on the old guys here. <laughs> tie between Marvin. Jones and A.J. Green battling off to be oldest. A.J. Green with a solid one and a half year lead on uh, Marvin Jones. (laughs) Both of them you know some of the oldest wide receivers that even make ranks and I do understand LaVisca just got booted but it just makes me like Zay Jones more not Marvin Jones. Wrong Jones. Marvin Jones, A.J. Green both rostered 74% of leagues. There's a lot of guys after him I'd rather have like you know Paris Campbell and you know the other wide receiver in, on the Jags uh, I'd rather put Tim Patrick on my IR <laughs> than have these guys for what it's worth start
0: AJ Green for the next six weeks in almost every league you have him play him that's the argument he's <laughs> gonna be amazing for the next like at least couple weeks
3: yeah if only I needed five points a week in my flex spot I would go for that Get him one five, maybe seven
2: <sighs> but he just barely made the cut as far as being rostered for me before that got Marquise Brown in the draft. Then it's like, man... Mm. I mean, it definitely could. He could put up a couple weeks where he scores like 15 points, and he's worth the end of your flex while you're still figuring things out at the beginning of the season. Sure. But, man, if there's anything I think has any kind of tactile value, I I want that over AJ Green and a lot of these guys rostered in fewer leagues.
0: What are the odds Marvin Jones is the wide receiver one in Jacksonville again this year?
3: Zero. Zero. Maybe a couple weeks. It's Kirk, and it's not going to be as good as a wide receiver one that you would think. Right, right. Like, I I really don't think that it's like it's any question it's going to be Kirk yeah he was overpaid and everyone likes to kind of focus on that so they kind of crushed his value but he is like the least valuable wide receiver one on a team with like a quarterback with that type of skill I know Lawrence looked awful last year and whatever that dumpster fire of Jacksonville was but he's going to throw the ball he's going to throw more than what is it nine touchdowns from last year yeah. it, it really can't get worse than last year and Marvin Jones was streamable last year uh, Dan Arnold was streamable last year so i I I have a lot of high hopes for, like, Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk, and the rest of the team.
1: All right. Well, staying with the theme of values... Let's go to undervalued wide receivers, Mike.
3: All right. I'm just going to die on the bridge of that is Terrace Marshall. I I was very high on him last year. I I loved his profile. I loved a lot of things about him. And then the season happened and it was injury-ridden and quarterback-ridden. I guess you could word it after Darnold's first four weeks. It was a really rough first year to the point where he was pretty much worthless in all leagues. And I continued picking him up, basically able to get him for less than a third-round pick. He was a throw in in trades, and this year he could have a real opportunity with Baker Mayfield, maybe a healthy CMC. He could potentially be a wide receiver too on that team, and I think he's definitely worth more than where he dropped from. Well,
1: I hope so because I have definitely picked him up because I've heard you mention him a couple of times. a Couple of you guys mentioned him, so he's kind of one of those dart picks that's around at the very end of a draft, and I was like, Ooh, Terrace Marshall, I want to pick him up. So I hope. you're right on that. Um, Mr. Sometimes Early Never Wrong, Henry, this is your moment. Who might you be a little early on but not wrong in an undervalued situation wide receiver? I'm
0: gonna go AJ Green here. (laughs)
1: We've heard that name before.
0: (laughs) The reason is really simple. I mean, top 40 wide receiver for the first six weeks, someone you're going to play, and then once D-Hop comes back, A.J. Green is 45 at that point, you can gut him and pick up some (laughs) hot waiver ad like Nick Westbrook-Akina, who's actually my undervalued pick is Nick Westbrook-Akina because he's a starting wide receiver for the Titans and is awesome. That's a good one.
1: I feel like we should be doing an A.J. Green Face off between Nick and Henry. <laughs> Nick and Henry face off at the pros and the cons of AJ Green.
0: We're we're saying the same yeah. thing. It's that he's he's really <laughs> bad. If your team is rebuilding, don't roster him
3: because he's going to mess up your max points for. It. You know he's he's going to be a playable asset. All
0: right,
1: awesome.
3: I would have definitely picked your uh, Titans wide receiver if I could say the second part of his last name. I think it's Akine. Maybe I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, okay. or Keen. I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't going to try that. That one well, N.W.I. yeah Titans wide receiver too. <laughs> right,
0: we, we love to see your two favorite guys.
1: All right, Nick, I have a feeling you're not gonna go with AJ Green
2: here. <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders off the board. Colby. All right, Nick. Uh, If Kyle Phillips wasn't already rostered in 60% of leagues, I would say he would be undervalued. But I think that's probably more appropriately valued, just because I think it's either him or Nick Westbrook who could have an opportunity, especially if Burks starts slow. They uh, play different positions than what Burks plays. But if one of these two could separate themselves, it's Woods is an older wide receiver coming off of injury. So I can see a world where Kyle Phillips, even though he's a rookie, a fifth-round player pick I, I can see him being worth more than other guys who might be taken ahead of him like you know like randall cobb or uh, any, any of the older guys braxton barrios i'd rather have kyle phillips personally
0: He's paris, so he said sarah so we left you lavisca and paris campbell uh, yeah and
2: crowder ew, i don't like crowder you should Isaiah mckenzie under rostered now. <laughs> yeah i don't like clam chowder and i don't like jamison crowder uh, but I do like LaVisca Chenault and either him or Terrace Marshall one of them is going to be pretty relevant this year uh, I would hope it's maybe Chenault just based on previous investment more than anything but uh, I really think either one could have an opportunity maybe even both but if it's both it's probably not going to be to a level that you're really excited about but LaVisca Chenault after being traded he's still only in 75% of leagues I picked him up off of waivers during the soft season in one league so maybe a shout league he's potentially out there he's someone I I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out especially after week one do
1: any of you want to add in to wide receiver overvalue undervalue you want to say anything about anybody we talked about or any other players maybe we didn't mention
2: I may not like clam chowder but I like Campbell's soup <laughs> yeah
3: I mean, we didn't like, I mean, a couple of the older guys that could potentially have roles on your team, uh, Jameson Crowder, Sterling Shepard, both when they have played and been healthy have been startable in a 12-team super flex league. And they're not heavily rostered and they cost absolutely nothing. If you have roster space in the back of your roster is like Trey Sermon and Marlon Mack, maybe those are guys that could actually start for you this year, if healthy. And
2: when it's Galladay, who's been playing like Frankenstein, it's short man, Wandale, and it's injured Tony. He was, like, Daniel Jones' favorite target when Daniel Jones was playing. There was, like, a stretch where he was scoring like 15, 20 points. Like, he could be the wide receiver one, and he's on your waiver wire for the Giants. I mean, like, it's it's a possibility, even if it's not the greatest possibility.
1: This is Sterling Shepard.
2: Correct. Yeah. Crowder
3: I like because he kind of fits like the, the mold and shape and, like, the ability of, like, a beastly role on the Bills offense, and they really haven't, like, set exactly who's going to be playing where and everything obviously because the season hasn't happened yet but if he's playing like the underneath role on the Bills offense with Josh Allen throwing to him Crowder could definitely be streamable he could definitely be a flex option for you and if he's not and if, and if he's not that that's an easy cut he's not a young wide receiver but if you have the roster space it's deep enough league that's somebody I would be taking dart throw on yeah younger than you think
0: Crowder and older than you think McKenzie 29 mm-hmm. year old Crowder 27 year old McKenzie yeah. uh, McKenzie's 5'8 and Crowder's 5'9 They've been battling all offseason for the slot role. The slot role is valuable in Buffalo. So whoever gets it is, like, interesting-ish, but only if you really need it. Yeah, who's that guy? Khalil Shakir. Shak- yes, Khalil Shakir.
3: Yes. Shakira, Shakira. Yeah,
1: Shakira, Shakira?
3: Yes.
0: Yep.
1: What is that song? I could break out into song, but I can't think of it.
3: It's by Shakira. It's definitely by Shakira. <laughs> it's like, ooh, baby, when you move your hips like that. Oh, he knows that one. Oh!
1: Oh, yeah, break it down, Henry. You're the karaoke master.
2: <laughs> is that karaoke Fergie? master? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's that Fergie? it's Henry's
2: first guess every time. <laughs> <laughs> <Is> it's
1: <Fergie? laughs> karaoke. I'm surprised he doesn't guess like Taylor Swift or something. I feel like that's more his uh, time frame. Nah, I'd know those. (laughs) Oh, that's right. You know all the words.
0: Speaking of Swift.
1: Speaking of Swift, why would we be speaking of Swift? We're moving into my.
0: Yes, quickly, (laughs) swiftly moving into tight ends.
2: Yes. (laughs)
1: Oh, okay. Okay. I got you. I was thinking like we already did running backs.
2: Great transition.
1: Moving into my favorite subject of all time, besides kickers tight ends. So I'm really interested to see what you guys say here. And you better be nice to my tight ends. Oh, <laughs> cut. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was creepy and weird. Okay.
2: Mm, HR.
1: Uh, Mike said, yeah, I <laughs> need to file a harassment thing. It got weird there for a second. <laughs> overvalued tight. En- Is there an overvalued tight end? Mike, Taking it from the top, overvalued tight ends, who's your person?
3: I'm going to start with, like, one name and kind of, like, pile a whole bunch of them together for you. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Jake Ferguson, Noah Gray, you know, all of those, like, deep stash tight ends that die in your taxi and take up roster space on your team that aren't likely to go anywhere or just not worth rostering. Who was, like, Jacob Harris last year? Not likely this year, but uh, the other guys that were, uh, that, that were kind of, like, late dark throws, they just... Re- Ever pan out and they waste your roster space. And they're rostered in a ton of leagues, especially when they're rookies. And then you'll notice when they're sophomores, that number goes down, and in the third year, it goes down again. And usually, it just keeps going down until it's zero. And it's just not worth holding for the one time you get a tight end 16 out of the deal. It's not a great payoff when you can get that tight end 16 for a hell of a lot less than the cost of rostering them for so long. Yeah, six years into their career.
1: (laughs) The leagues I find tight ends are really challenging, and it's like you cannot find anywhere is if you have to start two tight ends mm-hmm. those are the leagues that those guys are absolutely going in because you're you're trying to get anything at that point and um it's hard to find deep talent in the tight end mm-hmm. waivers and there's just nothing there so
2: scrape in the barrel those
1: that's the times i'm because i love to collect tight ends i really do i look at my i'm like why do i have like five tight ends here that none of them have any relevance
3: i mean like if the league's deep enough yeah, I mean, I'm in a few two tight end leagues, and all of those guys are definitely rostered, but I'd rather just like roster like the more undervalued tight ends, which I'm sure they're going to be getting into. But, uh, and also guys that are just on teams that throw to the ball to the tight end guys, on like Tennessee, Cincinnati, any of those teams that have a role for a tight end where uh, tight ends have left there and not done anything, but when they are there, they're producing. Those are the types of guys I look for rather than taking, like, oh, let me get this fifth round pick who can pipe for three weeks, and for some reason, it's going to be rostered in 40% of leagues for two years.
1: All right, Henry, who is your overvalued tight end pick? Well, uh,
0: last year we were talking to somebody and they said that they would pay a first round pick and full tight end premium for Donald Parham. It was stupid then and it's stupid now. (laughs) Yeah, he's not rosterable unless you're in some crazy tight end premium deep league. And then I'm going to go off the board here with Taysom Hill. Yeah, not quite sure what he's going to do this year, but he's getting paid. I don't think they had a choice. Thanks Sean Payton. Yeah they did not have a choice. Yeah thanks Sean Payton.
1: Yeah Taysom Hill's an interesting tight end. Yeah I didn't really know I'm, I'm glad you brought him up because he's one that you know in the last couple of rounds he's sitting there staring at you and you're like is this gonna be the Taysom Hill year but what are they gonna do with <laughs> him? It, like should I put him on my roster? Should I not? Like I feel like he's a little bit of a trap.
0: Let's see what he does week one maybe yeah. but that's about it. I mean, we-
1: Yeah cause he's, he's number one on the depth chart there isn't <laughs> no, he? No
2: that is not no, a hill I want to die on. No. <laughs> All right. I mean, hey, if we're we're around
3: 35 and and it's a best (laughs) ball league and and maybe he plays quarterback for three snaps a game and in a wildcat formation and does some weird stuff, maybe you get lucky, but probably not.
1: Taysom Hill and Parham. 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 Okay. Nick, Nick, who is your overvalued tight end?
2: I like the Parham one. (laughs) I mean, Jared Cook's gone, so there isn't someone who's in their mid 30s ahead of him anymore. So maybe, but they did go. (laughs) and get Everett, so might still be waiting for Parham to even meet Par. Up to Par. Yeah, not not up to Par. I like Troutman as one of the last tight ends that I'll draft. No Taysom Hill. We didn't do Johnu yet. Yeah, Jonu is someone who, I don't know if there's a league I actually want to roster Johnu in. I'm not sure. It's like rostering the third tight end for goal line formations with a little bit of added bonus. Rostering Johnu Smith makes no sense to me. He's still rostering rostered 47% of leagues. All offseason he was rostered in as much as like 70-some percent of leagues. Someone who I've just completely basically taken off my board. I want nothing to do with Johnny Smith. He's dead to me. Ben dead. Ben dead. Cold body. He should be.
1: Alright, sweet. Uh, Moving on to under-rostered or undervalued tight ends. Mike, who's your undervalued tight end?
3: The only tight end on the Giants roster pretty much. Daniel Bellinger. uh, Seals Jones is now gone with some kind of injury settlement or they, they got nothing over there. I, I'm not one to roster rookie tight ends, especially without the draft capital, but when you're the only guy in the room, maybe you got a shot there and he's just not rostered enough. I'm not saying to, uh, to go out and trade a ton for him or even expect to be able to start him like even week one or even at all the, during the season, but I'd definitely be taking a shot on him. And
1: remind the listeners who him is.
3: Oh, Daniel <laughs> Bellinger. Okay. Yeah.
1: You said Giants tight end, but you didn't say his name. just want to make sure we're clear on that so bellinger
3: not ricky ir jones yeah it's just not a lot of great things to say about him it's it really can't go too in depth about him but he is the only guy there it's just opportunity it's just opportunity okay and the giants have been known to throw the ball to the tight end
1: good deal all right so honorable mention on bellinger for possible tight end to watch henry
0: uh, I guess I'll go with Muhammad Ali Cox here. And uh, I guess he's still atop the depth chart in Indianapolis, maybe. He's freaking huge, but he's not <laughs> awesome. He's
1: looking big.
0: He's, he's massive. He just is big. Yeah. Um, All the
1: tight ends are massive. Every freaking one of them. Like, I can tell you when somebody is a tight end, because I'm like, that dude is huge.
3: He's so big, he's a tight end, and they call him
0: Gigantor. Yeah, he's like an O-lineman. Um, yeah, he, he can play, and then I think Jonu is still kind of worth rostering, just because of the contract situation, and maybe he's healthy this year and actually plays football. But maybe not. He'll be a but week four or something. He could be the third down running back for all we know. Could be.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me get I heard Drake London. get the dog in him. <laughs> oh,
1: I was like, what are you talking about? We're talking about tight ends. Come on, Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's getting late. My brain is a little foggy. It's time to go to bed. I was up late drafting last night. Nick finish up with uh, tight ends. Who's the tight end of your choice who is undervalued? Really curious to hear your opinion because I know you just love tight ends. Several of
2: the guys that you guys talked about, I'm right there too. Tyler Conklin, I know he's competing with CJ Uzoma. They both got paid. They're both there. But Conklin's been the one that's been healthy and it's what have you done for me lately mentality when I say that at only rostered 50% of leagues, if you're rostering a second tight end, he should be one of them. Tyler Conklin. And you can get him towards the end of your drafts. A ton of players rostered ahead of him. Someone who I think is a little bit undervalued. If you waited on tight end, he's that kind of player who you want to take a stab at. See if you can find a weekly replacement. Oh man, over rostered Isaiah Likely. Oh my goodness, what what is happening? Is there a good reason that the Arizona tight end Trey McBride, Trey McBride. is rostered ninety three percent of leagues? Yeah, when Robert Tonyan's rostered in seventy nine. Yeah.
1: Well, at least Ertz was injured and McBride is the backup there, the second to Ertz. So if Ertz doesn't play week one, I could kind of see where McBride could take over there, right?
2: For a week. Except that Ertz is coming off a top end, tight end one season. Obviously, he's older, but he's there and it's going to be at least a year with Trey McBride. Maybe if Ertz's injury thing lasts, maybe Trey McBride's forced into being there, especially for six weeks without Hopkins, but man, I got to paint a long, elaborate picture to find a reason why McBride is going to be worth anything at all this year, and he's someone who I reluctantly was taking in the third round occasionally in drafts and still feels like an overpay. <laughs>
1: Well, to round this podcast out, because we are out of time, do you guys have anything else you want to add? Any players at any position that we didn't talk about that you think are worth mentioning? Overvalue,
2: undervalue? With week one on the horizon? I think Mike had something. I mean, with week one
3: coming up, uh, with Brian Robinson being on the IR and unavailable to play football for some time, this may be the last chance if you were looking to, to get out on Antonio Gibson. I know the offseason's been rough with him where his value's been kind of going all over the place and if you're kind of looking to get off of that ride, this might be the last time you can do that before we start to see Brian Robinson come back and this kind of start up again. And other players I'm kind of looking to sell at this point are the two first-round wide receivers, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Very rarely does a wide receiver kind of hold that much value going into a following season and several seasons down the road. They kind of drop down to that third to sixth uh, range in startups and there's just too much of You can get for them right now.
1: Are you selling them in a win now team?
2: Uh, Yeah, if you can fill your roster
3: from two players, absolutely.
2: It's going to be hard to make sense, but Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase are two of the players where you can get massive W's. And if it actually makes you score more points per week, then you can make it make sense. I like that. I did not like Gibson (laughs) because I feel like you don't have to. (laughs) An RB1 off of last season, I understand. Brian Robertson, he'll get his shot eventually. Nope. Can't say that. Nick
1: canceled. <laughs> oh, that
2: was brutal.
1: <laughs>
3: Oh, I know you were worried about Gibson too. Uh, we we both ro- we both roster him a ton, and mm-hmm. if, if we were if we were concerned, now is the time where
2: we could still recoup a lot of the value that we still have in him. I was taking him in the early rounds, in the early off season. So uh, obviously, the whole way the view has shifted to this. It's like a split backfield, or Gibson isn't even the starter anymore. We still haven't seen a snap of football nope. since we've changed our minds. I have in turn actually just bought Gibson at that price that he's not even the starter. That's what I would do. And know that at worst I cash out as even. If not then I got the starter. But at worst you're investing in an RB1 from last year who is just now hitting the beginning of what is the peak time to have them. There's a bunch of older running backs which Henry was talking about. I don't know if he might want to mention that here is his thing but he's one of them that isn't. So you know going forward you could still like him yeah uh sounds like brian robinson hopeful
0: to get back this year at some point which sounds like post week 12 at the very earliest with that terminology it's as little as four i saw but who knows yeah i mean a lower body uh problem through his knee a problem he got shot wow that is well i didn't it was through the knee that's like
2: it's seriously pos- clean with no damage through no. the knee quote unquote yeah it's
3: Somehow went through his knee without damaging a ligament, a bone, or anything. Mm-hmm. Was the
0: quote that's that's <laughs> still potentially scary. Um, yeah, just long term health wise, and then like you said, Gibson. Just with McKissick getting older and in college, he played receiver. He had like nine carries his whole collegiate career. He, you know, Brian Robinson could become the first and second down running back and Gibson still be just as productive fantasy wise in the role that everyone kind of hoped he would get and then JD McKissick got instead. With all the running backs getting older, obviously, there's almost a running back shortage coming up in the NFL with like Eckler, Cook, Zeke, uh, Derrick Henry, Kamara, all of them getting very, very old. And so a guy like Antonio Gibson potentially year. If Brian Robinson does come in and fulfills what everyone was hoping he would be, Gibson could be like traded and go be a starter somewhere else. Like he has that talent. So I don't think he's someone people should be leaving for dead that they're like, oh gosh, a you know, second round pick or something for Gibson.
2: Yeah, don't do that. So for me, it's buy low because <laughs> you obviously yeah, aren't going to be able to sell for what you paid for it. No. All
1: right. Well, good advice. Good talk. Good information. I think Chisco is going to love this mm-hmm. podcast want to make sure that we get him in there because we slacked (laughs) at least the last like two. Um, So I got Gaskin and Chisco honorable mentions for today. (laughs) Uh, And on that note, what do you say we wrap this up? Thank you to all of our friends (laughs) and fans. Make sure to follow us, uh, like us, subscribe to our channel, Rank Draft Trade.
2: Rank Draft Trade.
1: And as always, we hope we made all of your fan to see dreams come true.
0: Peace. Yeah. Go by James Cook and Ken Walker post week one when they don't do anything. That Yay. sounds like a good idea.
3: <laughs> good night.